Hi, and welcome to the Beauty Podcast with Sally Hughes, the straight-talking, no-nonsense podcast written and presented by me, Sally Hughes, and brought to you by Avon. We discuss a different topic each week on all manner of beauty issues, from the practical to the political, the deeply serious to the deliciously superficial, all with a host of industry experts at the very top of their game. In each show, there's a Q&A with them and me, and we really want to hear from you. Ask us any beauty-related question or tell us which topics you'd like us to cover. Tag me on social, I'm Sally Hughes everywhere with one L and an I, except on Facebook where I'm Sally Hughes Get The Look. And please use the hashtag The Beauty Podcast with Sally. Rosacea. I think it's fair to say that until 10 years ago, the word was barely mentioned outside of clinical dermatology practice. But nowadays, if your emails and messages are anything to go on, the problem of red, flushed, uneven textured, thickened, hypersensitive, burning, stinging and otherwise reactive skin, rosacea is prevalent. They are at an all-time high. Women of all ages, sometimes overnight, can begin to suffer from rosacea. And I strongly feel that as the problem becomes more prevalent, we're often making the problem worse or even encouraging its onset. A thriving skincare market and a focus on ingredients has had many positive effects on our understanding and literacy when it comes to all things skin. But it also, arguably, has caused overtreatment, overzealous use of actives and inflamed skin. Our environment doesn't always help either, it would seem. Increased stress levels, pollution and diet appear to make their own negative contribution to our skin condition, rosacea being one of the most disrupting and distressing outcomes. My two guests today have taken their rosacea and proudly made it their calling card, helping thousands of followers with their own rosacea through great everyday skin and makeup tips, and by generously and inclusively sharing their own experiences of rosacea. Rose Gallagher is a blogger and makeup expert who routinely shows us how to manage and conceal her rosacea, giving makeup tutorials starting with a bare, often rosy, face. Lex Gillies, otherwise known as Talented Lex on social, has taken her followers on an often enlightening, always useful journey of rosacea management and ultimate self-acceptance. Her recent campaign against Instagram's removal of her naked and unretouched images of her rosacea emboldened and empowered rosacea sufferers in their droves, causing the platform to reconsider and restore images of this common skin complaint. I'm delighted to have these two brilliant women here in the studio to share their wisdom on all matters rosacea. Ladies, welcome. Hello. Thank you for having us. Hello, I'm so chuffed (laughs) to have you here. I think we need to make clear from the onset that rosacea in its true sense is a chronic, medically acknowledged skin condition. We're not talking about gripes here, we're talking Mm. about an actual medical condition. Doctors believe it's related to the immune system and there's a great deal of research in progress. There's a school of thought that believes the presence of a microscopic mite is another contributing factor. Likewise, systemic inflammation related to other conditions in other parts of the body may be related to the presence of rosacea. Nothing has yet been proven. Medical attention is important, but today I really wanted to look at how women live with it, how they manage the condition and share information and tips. So... Let's start with you, Lex. When did your rosacea make itself known? Um, so I was diagnosed at 21. 
uh, which was 14 years ago. Um, but when I look back at photos of myself, I think I probably started around 18. Um, but I'd always been very pink cheeked. I'm very fair. Um, and so anytime I was embarrassed or if I did sport or anything like that, I would go quite red. But I just kind of assumed that that's what my skin was like all the time. All the women in my family were very similar. Um, so it was only when I was about 21 and it got to the point where it was a vivid purple throbbing really hot face um, with bumps all over my cheeks that I kind of thought okay I don't think this is normal um, I assumed that it was an allergic reaction or that I'd done something or I'd used something that I shouldn't have and I thought that I would go to the doctor and he would just give me a cream and send me away and I'd be back to normal in a week or something um, and as soon as I walked into the uh, university GP he said well it's obviously rosacea and I had absolutely no idea what he was talking about. I'd never heard the word in my life. And uh, he didn't really offer that much information. He offered me a cream and told me to come back in a month. And uh, that was pretty much it. There wasn't any mention of what I could do, any lifestyle changes or what had brought it on or anything like that. Um, so, yeah, I was kind of as in the dark when I left as I was when I walked in. It, it's worth saying because uh, we try to have an inclusive pool of guests on this podcast, but uh, medically rosacea is much more likely to affect people, men and women. It seems to be equally distributed, although manifests slightly differently in men and women. Um, but it does tend to affect people who are fair-skinned and prone, as you say, to flushing and blushing, which you had always been. Um, there are obviously many examples of people from um, a Latin heritage or um, an Afro-American or Afro-Caribbean heritage who have uh, rosacea, but by and large, dermatologists cite this as a fair-skinned mm. complaint, mm -hmm. which is why it's so prevalent in Britain. You're also fair-skinned, Rose. Yeah. Were you a blusher and a flusher? Always. I've always had really rosy skin. Um, my family are all Irish. And again, I actually paid no attention to it because I looked exactly the same as, you know, aunties, cousins, everything. We're all just naturally rosy. But kind of to your point, Lex, it reached a point where it was getting quite textured, hot, almost looked like spots. Yeah. But there was nothing to squeeze, nothing that really seemed to trigger it. It would just be there sometimes and sometimes not. And that's when I realised, like, hang about possibly I could reach a point where I could manage this. Like, it hadn't even occurred to me. I just thought I would always have to accept I've got a really red face. It's interesting that you mentioned the lumps and bumps because rosacea in its full term is known as acne rosacea. Yeah. And I think often that's where problems arise because people think it's acne, but, but actually acne vulgaris, traditional acne as we know it, is, is caused by oil production and sebum and bacteria and rosacea um, takes place elsewhere in the face. And so it, it's quite rare, it does happen, but it's quite rare that the two things come together, that yeah. acne vulgaris and acne rosacea happen at one and the same time, but we acknowledge one more than we do the other. Mm -hmm. So when you talk about texture, what are you talking about? Thickening? Thickened skin, I would have bumps in the skin that mm. again didn't really have a head as such but I'd have these patches my cheeks in particular yeah. lower cheeks that just I could see the texture and feel the texture and frustratingly other parts of my skin let's just say my forehead not a peep out yeah. of them but then the cheeks are, you know, having the Battle of Hastings going on and I'm thinking well why is it this complete contrast? 
Yeah, and I think I think very often people like you would go to the doctor and be treated for um, poor issues, yeah, sebum and so on. When in fact it's vascular, which is mm-hmm. a, which is a whole other kettle of fish. So Lex, you were sent away with a cream and not much else. Yeah, and what happened with you? Um, someone said to me. A bit like what you were saying there, like I love beauty products and I was using a bit of everything because I only got diagnosed this year. Wow. Using a bit of everything, loving anything I read, oh, I must use that acid followed by that vitamin C, whatever it would be. And someone said to me, just really cut out all the noise and go for a really simple, fragrance-free, essentially very boring skin routine. I was horrified. I didn't want anything to do with it. Well, do you know what? That's what I do now and... It really, really helps and makes such a huge difference. Let me know what your triggers are because it's widely accepted in the Mm. rosacea community that although this is a chronic condition and it's important to get in there quickly before it gets worse, no two people's set of triggers are alike. So what would set you off on a flush Stress is a big one, I've noticed. Um, Lack of sleep does me no favours. Alcohol, spicy foods, sugary foods. I mean, by all means, some of my favourite things. Um, and that they're things that will definitely impact it. But I can also say, hand on heart, that sometimes I just wake up and I've done everything right that week and it will still flare up. So I feel like there has to be a level of acceptance of, yeah. do you know what, you can do everything mm. you can, but ultimately you kind of just have to roll with the fact that you have got it and let's just work around it. Yeah, I talk to a lot of people that they really struggle with the guilt. Yeah. They'll, you know, they'll they'll cave and they'll have a really bad day and they'll have a glass of wine and then the next day they'll look at their face and they'll feel so much guilt that they've done this to themselves again. And it's, I think, like, I agree with you. It's so, sometimes you do just have to accept that this is, this is your face and sometimes maybe the glass of wine is worth it. <laughs> also, y- you can't do right for doing wrong in that, you know, you're meant to avoid stress and sometimes the thing you want to avoid stress is a big glass of red wine. Of course it is. Exactly. And there are so many triggers that, that it's kind of hard to live a modern life without yeah. touching on some of them. How are you in the sun? Awful. But I've always been bad in the sun. Just I'm so fair. I've never been able to stand sunbathing or doing anything like that. But it is worse now that I have rosacea. I'm just my husband refers to me as vampire wife. I just like <laughs> scuttle from shadow to shadow in the summer. Um, yeah, heat heat is terrible for my rosacea. I what mean, about you? Go through any Facebook album of my holidays with my friends, and it is them in the sun and me in the shade. <laughs> Um, but it's true of any kind of heat, actually. Mm. Hot shower. You yeah. wouldn't want to be going anywhere for the next half hour after that. Mm. Um, I wear SPF 50 every single day. I couldn't think not to because that would just completely flare me up altogether. Mm. And uh, winter is always terrible for going from cold into central yeah. heating yeah. and shops. The hokey-cokey thing yeah. that you oh. do from hot to cold. Awful. Yeah, that kind of dry heat that you get in like central heating and shops is the worst. Tell me how it makes you feel, because if you were to look at your Instagram accounts, I just think you're both such incredible spokespeople for this condition because I've seen you both barefaced a million times. You're very positive about what can be done about rosacea. But have there been times and are there still times where you think, actually, I just feel really blue about this? I always feel down about it, to be honest. Like It's not nice to think that... You follow all the right steps, you do all the right things and you've always got this skin condition. 
But what frustrates me is I see it in very few places. And like me and Lex will always laugh. I'm mad about Lex. I'm always looking to her because it's nice to see someone that looks like you. Yeah. And so even though I don't feel the best about it, I feel like, well, someone has to stand up and make this normal because at mm. the moment it's not a normal talked about thing. And I'm a bit like, no, if you're having all this redness or flushing or texture, you're no different to what, people believe is one in 10 people in the UK Mm -hmm. so why are we not seeing it so I feel like my approach is take one for the team and someone else will end up feeling a bit more understood and like they're not an alien from out of space completely what about you Lex do you have moments where you think actually I don't feel like showing my skin but it's not just about me you're kind of carrying a movement almost yeah I do I have I had a moment at the beginning of the year where I was off Instagram for a little bit just through being busy with other things and I just I did feel an amount of pressure and responsibility because you know there are other there's such a huge kind of skin positivity movement at the moment really um, kind of spearheaded by the acne community which is incredible there are so many people um, just searching like the hashtags for the acne community and there are thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people and I do feel like, you know, if there was one of the big acne bloggers decided to take a step away for a year, it wouldn't have that much, not saying it wouldn't have that much impact, not in a mean way, lots of others. but there are other yeah. people there to kind of fill that space. And at the moment, I do kind of feel like rosacea is such a small pool of people who are talking about it. Yeah. And so I think, you know, if I'm, if there are going to be some people who maybe have kind of nefarious uh you know, ways of getting themselves out there to sell things or to like spread misinformation or potentially dangerous information. I feel like we should be there to combat that and to say like, actually, like maybe do some research and find this out and look into this and giving people a more balanced view of things. So I do feel like there is pressure to represent. Um, And every time, you know, I still feel massively nervous. I've been talking about rosacea on my blog for six years and I still feel incredibly nervous every time I post a photo I sit can't usually eat my dinner like stomach churning feel really nervous and then as soon as I post it I remember how supportive the community is and how much it means to people yeah Rose you start barefaced in your makeup videos which go up very regularly several times a week you show a new makeup look and you always start with a bare face sometimes it's very red sometimes a little bit red sometimes it's not do you still have to take that leap of faith emotionally before starting that camera rolling big time and there's so many times when I'll watch something and think do you know what that is so bad like I can't actually bring myself to put it up but then you get a mixture of two types of message. The majority, um, you'll get a message when you've put something up and like some of the emotions behind the messages I really can't catch my breath at. But people that say it's so nice to see someone talking about rosacea positively. Just to go back, Lex, you mentioned misinformation. I was just wondering from both of you, what are the most common forms of misinformation you hear about this skin that you live in every day? I think there's a um, there's a belief that you are not looking after yourself, that right. it's, um, yes. you're an alcoholic, uh, that you don't eat very well or that you, you somehow, you walk, I get a lot of people saying you shouldn't wear makeup. It's obviously making your skin worse, all this kind wow. of stuff. So yeah. um, I think it's very similar to the to the things that are levelled at people with acne. It's just people who make, make assumptions based on what you look like uh, and think that by telling you they're somehow telling you something you've not heard a million times over 
or like and that you might not have examined in greater depth exactly. and found it to be it never occurred to us. Yeah. <laughs> I get a lot of people telling me that my face uh, that they think I have lupus because right. lupus has the butterfly rash uh-huh. on the face um, which I find hilarious that someone thinks that looking at one photo of me on the internet gives them a better knowledge of my face than countless dermatologists and doctors and myself over the years. It's just boring. <laughs> and I think following on from the makeup one, my favourite one, because obviously I love piling the makeup on, is, oh, but you should let your skin breathe. breathe. Yeah, Your lungs do the breathing. <laughs> yeah, I'll put my makeup on. You know, if it makes me feel better and it does make me feel considerably better, then I'll do me and you worry about your own breathing. Yeah. (laughs) I so often now meet women who have highly reactive red skin and I ask them what their skincare routine is and five, six minutes later they're still talking. (laughs) I'm like, no, 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 too much, too much. And the irony is, of course, that with rosacea, the key is to make things quite bland, correct? So bland. So what what do you do, Rose? Um, I've ditched the flannels, Mm -hmm. which was a very devastating choice. I literally use a cream cleanser. Um, I always use like a micellar water or an eye makeup remover to just get the gist of it off. Cream cleanser, that does me. Simple moisturiser, simple eye cream. I do have a couple of prescription creams from the doctors that I use a few times a week. But literally, if it doesn't have a smell, if it's not really that fun to apply, then that's what I'm running with. (laughs) What about you, Lex? Um, So I go with an oil instead of a micellar water or something like that, Mm -hmm. just to get all my makeup off. And then I do the same cream cleanser. Um, I tend to go in with like a... A mist, serum, moisturiser. Mists are good, right? Because they're cooling and there's no physical touch. Yeah. Yeah. I have one, well, I have them dotted all over the house. I have one in the fridge. It's just so, especially in the summer, it was so nice to just spray them on. I find that really useful when I'm having a flare up just to kind of like cool myself down. Um, But yeah, that kind of sandwich of misting, hyaluronic acid serum, moisturiser, and then SPF during the day, SPF 50. Yes. Always, always, always. So apparently 88% of rosacea sufferers say it has affected their professional lives. Um, half of rosacea sufferers have had to take time off work um, directly related to their condition. Does it affect or has it affected your performance at work or how you feel you're perceived by others? I've had a couple of experiences back when I was first working and I could not cover my rosacea um one of which was um I was talking to my boss and I flushed because I do whenever anyone is looking at me Mm -hmm. um and one of my lovely colleagues said oh my god you fancy him in front of him um which you know that helped the flushing massively (laughs) um they sound nice oh yeah they were a charm shout out to you (laughs) (laughs) um and then the other one was when um I had to I hate public speaking anyway I've always hated public speaking um but I knew I had to do this big uh speech in front of all these very very important people at the I was working for a bank at the time and uh I'd been practicing for weeks because I was like the only way I'm going to be able to get through this is to know it forwards and backwards totally prepared know exactly what I'm doing and I stood up took a deep breath and one of the men at the table said you look really flustered if you're not ready we can do this another day super helpful and I was just like, I just could feel all of the confidence just like seeping out of me. It was just, it was awful. I I wanted to cry there and then because I knew in myself that I was the most prepared I would ever be. And 
the knowledge that somebody looked at me and because of the way I looked, assumed that I wasn't very good at my job. Yeah. yeah. And that's just like your nasty voice in the back of your brain says these things, but the front, more logical part of your brain says, don't be ridiculous. No one else is looking at you. No one cares as much as you care and all this stuff. And you you do kind of convince yourself of that. And then things like that happen. And you remember that actually people are awful sometimes and they do make judgments based on appearance. Well, it was someone presuming to know how you felt exactly, and how skilled and talented you were or unskilled and untalented you were, yeah. based on how your skin looks, which is extraordinary, really, yeah. when you boil it down. Absolutely. So, Rose Gallagher and Lex Gilly, shall we answer some questions? Let's, Let's do, do it. it. More <laughs> questions from followers and listeners. The Beauty Podcast with Sally Hughes is brought to you by Avon, where as well as buying from a rep, you can now shop Avon online for the same great beauty products. Try their best-selling cream-to-powder foundation, now available in a new matte finish, Browse online through thousands of fantastic ranges from makeup to skincare, perfume to body care, simply by visiting the online store. So to discover your new favourite beauty product, shop with your rep or just search for Avon online. Now back to Sally, answering your questions in the clinic. Amy would like to know, what are some common triggers for rosacea and does eliminating those triggers help at all? Yes, it does, Amy. Like some of my common triggers, say, are spicy food, um, a glass of wine, a late night. And I do sometimes just bear in mind, like if I had a really special day one day, I'm not going to go having a late night and a glass of wine and a curry. But I just feel like everything in moderation. I'm Mm. not going to not live my life just because this is going to flare up. Like that's not the answer either. Yeah, you're still a person with a life to lead. Exactly. I think um, I think learning your triggers is really great because then you can work around them. I always say I think it's so overwhelming um, to have a huge list of things saying all of these things will make your skin worse. You should never do them, and I think that's just so unrealistic. One of the doctors I went to um, early on when I was diagnosed said if you were serious about healing your rosacea, you wouldn't wear makeup, you would stop drinking, you would get eight hours of sleep a night, and all these things. And it's just it's never realistic. You can try your best, but sometimes you're gonna and not drop fun. off. Exactly. So I think learning what your triggers are enables you to work around it. You were saying earlier, Rose, that you know if you it's very hard for me to just quickly have a shower, wash my hair, and then leave the house straight after because I know I have to give myself time to yeah. cool down from the shower before I can start doing my makeup. And so you work backwards from the things that you know are going to trigger you. And I think once you know your triggers, you can work around them rather than avoid them. Yeah. Amy P asks, I'd be interested in your thoughts about laser treatment for rosacea. So uh, to butt in here, I I must say I've seen phenomenal results on some people Mm. with uh, vascular laser and with IPL. Do either of you have any experience with those treatments? I don't. But it's mixed me because I've seen really wonderful experiences and I've also seen people who say I did the full course and there was absolutely no difference. And I just think for a lot of people it's not in their price range for something that's not guaranteed. So I don't have any personal experience with that. So that's the position I'm in. I don't really have the budget to do that for myself, and I kind of know of it as an option. But I feel like there's so much that is in my control. Being sensible with my skincare and all the rest of it, I'm just doing that for now, and it seems to be working out for the best. Yeah. Elizabeth wants to know what are the best sunscreens with people with rosacea? I've tried a ton of them, and all of them make me break out. So this is a crucial question because both of you cite SPF as an essential in managing your rosacea. Are we going for a chemical or are we going for a physical? I go for chemical. 
it's more about the formula for me. I find that anything really creamy and thick and heavy makes my skin feel very smothered and that will make it instantly feel like it's going to flare up um so for me very fluidy lightweight yes that's kind of the thing that I'm drawn to more than anything um I'm with you on that I like a really light texture the La Roche-Posay SPF 50 that's my favorite isn't it the (laughs) best one like it's just you barely feel like there's anything on um your makeup sits really nicely on top of it if you're choosing to use makeup and and all of those kind of hot bothered feelings that you would get, it eliminates them. Sarah has a bit of an SOS message. Is there any advice to quickly calm down redness? So you mentioned mists. It sound as, sounds yes. as though that's very important for yeah. you. Yeah. And I also, a trick I learned is um, running my wrists under cold water. Wow. So the pulse points of your wrist. So it's the like, because you, your veins are so close to the skin, you can cool down really quickly and that's something that you know obviously there are loads of things but you don't want to sit in the middle of a restaurant and be like misting yourself or whatever or on the tube but I think if you are out in public it's quite easy to get to a sink and very quickly run your wrists under cold water that's a great tip yeah and I find that really cools me down also sucking ice cubes that's another thing I've done in many bars and restaurants just even even if it's just temporary way yeah Rose a code red situation what are you doing I am touching up my T-zone with a makeup item in my bag if I've got one. I just feel like if the T-zone is sorted, you instantly feel better and more polished and that is one of the quickest fixes. Another one that I really think is so powerful that you got me onto, Sally, is the Dr. Dennis Gross peel pads. Mm -hmm. They exfoliate, but there's a two-step to it. So you have an exfoliation step and then a calm everything down step. A neutralising step. This is Whichever exfoliant you use, whichever, whether you use an AHA or a BHA, I I don't feel people neutralise properly. So they put their acid on, then they whack their makeup on and the ingredient is still active and still exfoliating. You want to neutralise quickly. Yeah. Couple of minutes. Angie would like to know, and this is such a common question, is it possible to use retinol with rosacea or am I asking for trouble? I have used retinol in the past. Um, I'm always really, really wary about talking about it because I think there's so much extra information that needs to go along with caring for the skin when you're using a retinol. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that a lot of people that I speak to who ask me about retinol, their skin isn't in the right place yet. They're probably in the kind of early days of being diagnosed with rosacea. The skin barrier isn't what it should be. And I think that so many people kind of try to run before they can walk and I think for me I would say my rosacea is mostly under control my skin is you know on an even keel so I felt that once I'd got my skincare completely nailed down and everything was settled then I introduced a retinol when I knew that everything was kind of balanced Um, but it was a very slow introduction I started off once a week for about a month moved up to twice a week and then I pretty much stayed around that level. I'm, I will never go beyond that because I don't think my skin can are you, take it. Are you a retinol user, Rose? Not currently. I feel like when the time's right, I'm going to ask the doctor how to do it. But I'm of the disposition that you were saying there, Lex. I'm still trying to get my head around my mm. rosacea. I don't think I'm going to go throwing that into the mix as well. Mm-hmm. Caitlin wants to know, I believe I have the symptoms of early rosacea, redness, small broken veins on cheeks, sensitivity and so on. How do I stop this from progressing into something more serious? So 
I should say that none of us here are, are doctors, none mm, of us are dermatologists, no. but we do all feel quite strongly, I think, that this is a medical condition yeah. and a visit to a medical professional is really important. And yeah. what we do know about rosacea is it's a chronic condition and we also know from clinicals that it will worsen over time unless it is managed mm-hmm as early as possible. Yeah. So for somebody showing the first signs, what are we recommending straight off the bat, apart from a doctor's visit? Cut out the fragrance, no noise, as minimal steps as you can get away with to feel like you've cleaned your skin and you have some moisture on there. Just keep it really simple and it will be boring and your shelf won't look as fun as your friends, but your skin will just reap the benefits and you'll see really quick, instant reduction in those flushing, textured areas of skin, you name it. And what are we cutting out? Essential oils, menthol, fragrance, long-term steroid use as well Mm. is also not good, even though, of course, we know short-term steroid use can can be of value. It's a question of getting that balance right. I mean, doctors typically will prescribe an antibiotic. Uh, We know from research that an antibiotic works on rosacea, not necessarily by working on bacteria, but by having an anti-inflammatory Mm-hmm. property. And so it's about, I suppose, if you're getting medical treatment like an antibiotic or something else, about, as as Rose correctly says, cutting down the noise and making everything very bland and comfortable and cushiony. Yeah. David would like to know, I blush and flush quite easily, as you two do too. Mm-hmm. I have easily irritated skin and occasional spots. When I saw self-funded, a dermatologist. They said I was unlikely to have rosacea because I'm not fair enough. I'd be interested to hear more about rosacea in darker skin tones. Now, this is interesting because uh, there's been a fair amount of research into uh, rosacea in the Latin community mm-hmm. where it, it is a thing. It, yeah. it can be yeah. prevalent. Uh, is this something you commonly come across that people have been told, well, only pale people yeah. get rosacea? Yeah, I get it a lot. And I think... I have had, in the past maybe year, two years, I've had a lot of people from South America getting in touch with me or joining my Facebook group. And I wonder if it's just because they don't have the support from doctors, so they tend to Mm -hmm. just go on the internet and search and then they find me. But they are told really often that... um, they that only fair blonde blue-eyed people get rosacea and I think there's this there's a lot of misinformation out there definitely I definitely hear from a lot of people with warmer skin tones that have all of the same symptoms and feel really confused because they're saying well I'm looking at you your skin looks like mine my doctor said there's nothing to worry about and I think the reality is that even though, yes, it's more common in someone fairer, it's absolutely someone that affects loads of different people. Jenny says, uh, rosacea and dryness. I'm off antibiotics completely now, but winter air and central heating make it flare up and dry out so I need soothing solutions this is the problem with rosacea sometimes in that you can have another condition going on and you're frightened to treat that other condition because you don't want to aggravate your rosacea so what would you say to somebody who's having a hard time with dryness but also has rosacea to worry about For me, I definitely have things on the naughty list that I will go to if I'm having a really dry night. Tell me what's on the naughty (laughs) list. Oh, just like a really rich, like overnight mask, for example, or a really nourishing. I love hydrating gels, Mm -hmm. um, something that is light in texture, but just exactly. And even though seven days a week it might not be the best for my rosacea. 
I will put that on on a night when I just feel parched. And then it's a bit like, you know, if you eat in a balanced diet, you can have that takeaway once a week or however often you're going to have it. You have to do the same with your skincare and just you know, indulge in something that you know is completely wrong the odd time. I suppose it's a bit like you were saying, Lex, about timetabling your triggers and thinking, well, do I need to look that nice tomorrow? Patricia wants to know, Milia and Rosacea, are they a thing or mere coincidence? So for anyone listening who doesn't know what Milia is, it's it, it's a small little cyst of protein that sits on the surface of the skin, little white bumps essentially that are painless. Do they come hand in hand with rosacea or is that a coincidence? I have my own views, but I'd be interested in um, I've not heard of there being a link, but I would perhaps say that maybe when people are trying to kind of soothe their rosacea, they're applying lots of products or potentially like they might have the dryness and they're applying really rich creams and they're kind of overloading their skin, which might then result in milia. Because I know that like heavy cream, rich creams and lots of products around the eyes can sometimes... I, I would agree. Heavy skincare and also dryness, regardless of skincare, are very, very uh, commonly associated with milia. But the other thing I would say is that very, very many rosacea sufferers also have eye in- irritation. That yeah, comes yeah. hand in hand with rosacea very often. And people who rub their eyes a lot tend to suffer from milia. So I'd be interested to know if she has eye problems, which are extremely common yeah. in rosacea. People tend to have weepy eyes, itchy eyes. They have to rub their eyes a lot. Yeah. And that is something that we know is linked mm. with milia. Um, one of the things that I think is important to note as well is that there's different types of rosacea. Mm. So, like, for example, me getting mine down, I've got two types. One of them is the flushing that really you just kind of have to accept you are prone to. The other one, which is the more textured red skin, I can manage a bit more. But if I have a bad flare-up of that, that's when I might get a few little white spots here and there. Mm. So it's it's really important to know which different types of rosacea you're dealing with as well, yeah. which, again, a doctor can help to identify for yeah. you. I do have ocular rosacea. Um, it's... It's not something that I realised for years that was related. I just thought that I had very sensitive eyes. Um, but yeah, they they water a lot. I constantly feel like I have something in them. Mm-hmm. They feel really gritty and dry all the time. Rose, you're you're a makeup expert, and your tutorials are um, mainly about makeup. What are you doing to prime the surface of your skin in order to camouflage your rosacea? Are you looking for a very cushiony moisturiser? Are you using a primer? What are you doing? Um, I love using some kind of hydrating serum. Primers, personally for me, I tend to avoid because one of the things I think that you might have with rosacea is a bit of extra texture in your skin. Yes. I think creams are great because with creams, you can kind of stipple them on and pat them on and build them up. Whereas sometimes I feel like using too much pressure with a brush um, or potentially you've built an amazing coverage and then you dust on a bit of powder, you might be removing half of it. And I think gently patting on your makeup as opposed to rubbing it in or really struggling to get it on that's how you build your coverage you say this a lot in your tutorials you say put it on and leave it leave it alone that is it throw it on and stop messing about with it yeah it was done three minutes ago and you've wiped it around so much it's all come off again yeah so whereas somebody like me might buff and buff and buff and that works for me if you're trying to camouflage something you want to lay it down yeah 
Rasheen, along the same lines, asks, I've been diagnosed with rosacea just recently on nose, red bumps, and it feels slightly lumpy. I feel overwhelmed with regards to serums, retinoids, etc. What would be the best foundation or tinted moisturisers? So Rasheen, I think, reasonably says, I'm overwhelmed with skincare at the moment. Tell me what to do to just cover it up in the interim. So what would be your first bit of advice? What I'd say is pick the level of coverage that you want and then apply a hearty dose of it. You know, I another thing that I find, I speak to people that maybe don't want to feel like they've got loads on. Yeah. So maybe they pick a full coverage and use a tiny bit of it. That's gone by lunchtime. Find what works for you and really whack it on. And then even if it's a really sheer consistency, you will feel polished and put together all day. Because the reality is, unfortunately, because if you have rosacea, your skin might be a bit warmer, uh, a bit more prone to the makeup melting away than the average person. You really want to make sure you've locked it down. So just bear in mind your portion size might need to go up a bit. And powder, are you locking down with powder? I personally do. I just take a bit down the T-zone, around the nose. Um, I like to leave the rest nice and glowy because I think that gives you the illusion that you don't necessarily have lots of makeup on because you can still see that lovely luminosity. Mm. But centre of the face is where glowy can tip over to looking sweaty. Mm -hmm. So let's control that and then everything else can glow as much as it wants. Ladies, before we go, tell us where you are on social media at Lex. Uh, I'm talented Lex on everything. That's an O instead of an E in talented. Do you regret that? Sometimes? Yes, always. <laughs> Don't choose a pun. Every time you say it out loud, you sound bananas. And you're on Instagram and on Twitter. Yes. Rose. I am Rose Gallagher everywhere except Rose Gallagher on Twitter with two kisses. So <laughs> very nice. Extra too. sweet on there. <laughs> if you do suffer from rosacea, I strongly recommend you look these two ladies up. They're a mine of information and positivity about the condition. Thank you so much, both of you, for coming on. I just think you're such an incredibly sort of positive force in this movement. And it is a movement. You just have to go onto your Instagrams and see all these women and men finally feeling recognised and represented. So I salute you absolutely for doing that. And thank you so much for coming on to talk. Please keep your questions coming to me and whichever expert I have on this week. We really want to hear from you. Ask us any beauty-related question or tell us which topics you'd like us to cover in the future or tag me on social. I'm Sally Hughes everywhere except on Facebook where I'm Sally Hughes. Get the look and use the hashtag The Beauty Podcast with Sally. Please subscribe and leave your reviews. The Beauty Podcast is brought to you by Avon.